S-E, see you later, losers. Of course, there's going to be a lot of crying and whining from uh, Sooner Nation. But as Mike Gundy completes the full circle moment, Oklahoma State might be playing for a title. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You know we're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube, and make sure that you go find me personally on Twitter at AllDayOState. Obviously, as you can tell by the backdrop, we have returned. And today, we're partially brought to you by LinkedIn. Guys, LinkedIn Jobs is legitimately the best place you can physically possibly go to get the right hire at the right time, faster and for free. Post your job at linkedin.com slash locked on college today. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, we are back. And uh, the, the trip to Stillwater legitimately probably could have not gone better. From the Cincinnati game all the way to the basketball games and the homecoming and hoops. And then obviously the, the epic bedlam. And I have to start all of this off initially with, you know, admitting the fact that I was 100% done with my Gundy simply because we had the same problems last year. And, and not only did we, we refuse to address them, we didn't even really acknowledge them. Right. But as we talked with Jeremy Smith the other day and several other Cowboys that I got to see alive in person in Boone Pickens Stadium, nobody, and I, I, I want to reiterate, nobody thus far has told me they've ever seen a locker room turnaround like this. This is a very rare situation that we are viewing as Oklahoma State fans. And whether you're on the side of Gundy needed to go because he got too complacent or you're on the side of Gundy can do no wrong, at this point in time, this is a moment where we all get to come together because Mike Gundy's nemesis has always been this game and it being the last one and it being for, for first place. It did mean a little bit more. It did matter a little bit more. And I'm glad that the fan base showed up and showed out for this event. Guys, you know, th this stadium was originally, when it was redone, seating like 62, 63-ish thousand people max. And then we lowered it down to like 57. Then it's like 55, 56 K. Yeah. Just because we had to widen and expand the seats and make it more comfortable. I don't know what the official count is on how many people were in Boone Pickens stadium this weekend, but it was well over 62 K. Right. I mean, I've seen it at 62 K pretty remarkable experience. They had people lining the tunnels. And as long as you weren't being um, a massive nitwit, you pretty much got to enjoy the game. I do know there were some OU people in front of us that decided to get a little rambunctious, a little mouthy, and they got ticket checked. Turns out they didn't have tickets. I'm okay with this, right? I'm okay with whatever happened in that stadium as far as the seating capacity. Maybe it was a, an inter entertaining moment for the event staff to say, you know what, this is the last one ever. Let's let this be 
bigger and badder and better than everyone before. And it was, it was exactly that matter of fact, uh, I was reading this, this thing that we hit like the 113, 114 decibel meter reading. And it made me pretty curious. Where does that stack up uh, nationally? Well, I could never find OU's official decibel reading at uh, Owen Field. But there was a couple articles that had them in like the top 20, loudest stadiums in America. But here's the fun fact. If you go and look at the top 10 decibel readings of all of college football stadiums, Michigan falls in at number 10 at 110 decibels. So the big house with 107,000 people is not as loud as Boone Pickens Stadium. Matter of fact, the closest at 115 decibels is the Swamp in Florida. And there has been a 2012 decibel reading against Texas that was 119 in Boone Pickens Stadium. So yes, Boone Pickens Stadium, by every account and measure you can physically possibly think of, is one of the loudest stadiums in America. It is literally in the top 10 ahead of Michigan. And if you go by 2012, ahead of the Swamp, or even if you just go off this bedlam, let's say it's 113 decibels, that's still ahead of Michigan. So big shout out to all of the Cowboy faithful that showed up in Boone Pickens Stadium. And there was a considerable amount of OU fans, but because of the exorbitant amount of orange, it really paled in comparison to years past. This was the least amount of OU fans I've, I've ever seen in Boone Pickens Stadium. So we were prepared for this game. And let's face it, right? We won the fist fight. That's what it all boiled down to. We were actually the more aggressive team from the very beginning. And uh, as I was packing up after uh, the tailgate, uh, when the game was over, right, there was a common consensus that there's a few people that are slightly perturbed by Gundy going for it on multiple fourth downs. I'm not one of those. Not even close, because his biggest obstacle in this game has always been overcoming those moments, those crucial moments. Gundy went for it. And for that, I am beyond elated. Even if we would have lost, which I will not lie, when OU got the ball back with a minute 52 left, up down by six, you know there's 50-something thousand people in that stadium and however many millions watching that had the same feeling of, oh, no, not this again. Not another bedlam where we lose by one point with 10 seconds left. I get, you, you just kind of felt that. And I will say this, another massive kudo to Brian Nardo. You can count on just a couple of hands in your lifetime how many of you times you've seen Oklahoma State win this game you can count on less number of hands or even fingers on how many times the defense stepped up in the end to win a game we've watched this song and dance so many times where OU drives the field in the last minute to win the ball game and the defense not only stood firm but I think that they kind of helped my Gundy and Chad Weiberg raised the bar. And that's all I've ever wanted. I know there's a decent amount of fan base out there that has the same gut feeling of we've got our fingers to the mountaintops so many times. We just have never got over the mountaintop. We don't know what it looks like on the other side, unless your name is Bob Finnemore. 
We have no idea what it looks like on the other side of the mountain because we've got to the top of it time and time again. We just never get over it. Now, I don't think that this is obviously a time to get complacent and overlook the last three games on the schedule, which we'll get to a little bit later on in the, in the week. But, of course, we gotta we got to soak this one in. I've got a decent amount to get to you, so today's going to be pretty, pretty loaded. Um, and, of course, uh, as a lot of you have seen, I have gone, like, Four days, three days, four days now without any access to Twitter. I haven't been on it. Uh, my phone got ran over and it, it completely got shattered. So I had a, a difficult couple days, but I received enough calls on the drive home. And it's always the same thing. Are you seeing what OU fans are saying? No, but I could have guessed. And I think I guessed right. It is absolutely ridiculous that OU fans are reaching and grasping for, you know, some semblance of a viable excuse to say that, uh, you know, they, they could have won this game. They should have won this game. It's not abnormal. Unfortunately, this is, uh, yeah, this is a pretty, pretty tried and true used method by, by the OU faithful, but we're going to dive into that here in a second. Real quick, ladies and gentlemen, I do have to remind you that whether you are at the tailgate and scene or not, whether you enjoy the hangovers of this big, huge, massive bedlam or not, Athletic Brewing can solve a lot of these problems for you. It's the game changer of any week, and it's brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like any team, coach, player, whatever, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. Just like your best coach, your best player, and your favorite team, they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Go figure that one. Athletic Brewing has completely revolutionized this whole non-alcoholic beer game. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. They're consistently releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. They are the fit for all times. You can drink them anytime, anywhere, make any activity a little bit more enjoyable. Watch the big game. Watch your kids game. Watch some tackling work or be the dude who makes the tackling work with no hangovers. That's the best part. So make sure that, that you get yourself hooked up today. Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at stores near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. Our customers can use the code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off athleticbrewing.com. It is near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, the fit for all times. I tell you, an, another thing that seems to be a good fit for all times is OU fans and their incessant need to whine and cry and complain and find ways that they got screwed. Okay, so let's just uh, uh, address uh, some of this. First of all, shout out to the refs. They clearly had a meeting beforehand with somebody from somewhere, and the decision was, this is the last one ever. We're going to let them play. And that's precisely what they did. Technically, yeah, there could have been 25 flags. Realistically, they only threw a handful all game on both sides. So any OU fan that's pretending that the calls went one way is either purposely naive very ignorant or didn't watch the game at all 
because anybody with any football acumen could see it was very visible that they were letting the wide receivers and corners go all daggone game. They were hand fighting, pushing, shoving, shoving people out of bounds during the routes, both sides, and the refs let all of it go. They legitimately, I don't, I can't recall the very many uh, pass interference p- penalties whatsoever. They didn't, they didn't call them. They let this game be a fist fight. That's exactly what it was. And this time, we showed up more prepared for the fist fight than the Boomer Gooners. Well, 100%. Guys, you could sit here all day and talk about, well, this call and that call. And I'm here to tell you, it is just a dumb argument to even consider that the calls were one-sided and slanted. They let both teams just go to war. That was it. They kept it very, very simplistic. You could have called several flags on both sides on just the wide receivers and corners, but they didn't. They let them play the daggone game of football. So this excuse machine is not new. We we knew this was going to happen because there was a decent amount of OU and Texas fans even before the season started because Brett Yormark, how dare he back the conference that he helped rebuild as opposed to the two prima donnas that that think everything that they do smells like roses and everything that they touch turns to gold. How dare Brett Yormark actually back the Big 12? And it was automatically, they were setting this narrative up from the very beginning, so this is not a big surprise, which is precisely why I didn't need to go on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter. I don't know what's being said other than the phone calls I received, but it's all nonsense it's all predetermined nonsense they set this up months ago OU and Texas fans already knew that if they lost games they were going to blame the refs they knew that months ago so this is not a surprise I haven't read everything I'm sure it's super exciting and I will get my Twitter fixed Um, I got a new phone yesterday so I should be able to get it finagled here pretty soon but nonetheless You're also hearing that from primarily OU fans that the refs are going to find a way to keep OU and Texas out of the Big 12 title game. And again, it's laughable because if OU and Texas would have made it, right, they would have been like, oh, yeah, and we know we're the best in the Big 12 because we made it all the way here with all year these refs screwing us over. That would have been that narrative. But instead, it's the other one, the one they set up months ago, which is if OU and Texas don't make it, it's because the refs screwed them automatically. Again, this is why this conversation is ridiculous. I wanted to say another R word, but that's not uh, that's not uh, viewed upon very, very happily nowadays. But that's OU. And anybody in their fan base pretending that the refs really legitimately give 13 craps on who plays in the Big 12 title game, it is dumb. They get paid the same amount no matter what. No matter who plays, who doesn't play, who makes it, who doesn't make it, who whines and grinds about not making it. Like, it was a close game. It was a good game. It was a little little too close for for my comfort, but this is why this whole conversation just needs to be put to bed now because 
they put this narrative together months ago. So this was always, always going to be the fallback, which we did talk about months ago, right? We knew that it was going to be one way or the other. They were going to blame Brett Yormark and the refs of the Big 12 not liking them because they're going to the SEC. Like, <laughs> I mean, Brett Yormark is, uh, is a smart man, and he also understands the numbers game. So I would imagine that Brett Yormark is very well aware, although not good for the future look of the conference. Having one of those two in the Big 12 title game will add more eyeballs. It will bring more dollars because viewership equals the money, honey. So do y'all think Brett Yarmark really wanted an Oklahoma State-Texas Tech title game? Probably not. Do you really think he wanted an Iowa State-KU title game? For viewership and marketability and numbers and moolah? Probably not. It's just so dumb. It is so dumb that they set this narrative up months ago just in case they lost. Because if they lost, it was always going to be the ref's fault. Always and forever. They knew that a long time ago. And it's the same thing in reverse. If they make it to Arlington, then they'll get to puff their chest and they'll say, and we made it this far with getting screwed all season. But now that can't happen, so they have to shift to the other narrative that they've already been talking about for months, which is, well, if the refs don't screw us out of a game, it's dumb, and you need to make sure that every OU fan that you know understands how stupid this argument is. Like, I've always been a big proponent of not necessarily talking about the refs anyways. You guys know this. What We've done, like, what, 300 episodes? We've done one. One episode out of, like, 300 about the refs. So it's not really my cup of taters anyways is to jump into how the refs ruin things. But again, telling you from being right there, it was a fist fight all day. And OU was not ready for the smoke. They they are talented. They have very fast, athletic, talented dudes. They had a phenomenal game plan for Ollie Gordon. I mean, yeah, he still popped off for well over a hundo and well over 4.1, 4.2 yards of carry. Okay, cool. But the game plan to stop him was actually really good. And Alan Bowman, yeah, he didn't play bad at all. Numerically, he had a pretty daggone good game. But he missed a lot. He missed more than enough in the second and third quarter to allow OU to stay in the game. Had nothing, had nothing to do with the refs. I mean, there was times that OU wide receivers would drag our DB down to the ground. And yeah, we were booing. But as a football fan that watches hours and hours and hours of football every single week, you could tell from the get-go, they're like, oh, wow, the refs are going to let them play. That's exactly what it is. And most of your calls are going to be either holding or a false start or, you know, some pass interference. Like, those are your traditional calls. They were not calling pass interference hardly at all whatsoever. Our receivers showed up. Guys, actually, I don't know how. 
Leon Johnson and Brennan Presley caught some of those like, you know, quick five and ends uh, for, for third, fourth down conversions in double coverage. Like there's a couple grabs that Leon Johnson had and Brennan Presley that probably nine times out of 10, those aren't always catches. So it's another uh, conversation that you can have about what won this game. Rashad Owens did phenomenal. Ollie Gordon did more than enough. The offensive line held their own. I mean, but this ref gate crap, the, why it's so dumb is because OU fans and Texas fans brought this up months ago before the season ever started. So we knew way back then that if they lost this game, they were going to blame the refs. And if they won these games, they were going to talk about how they overcome so much. And they had to overcome how terrible the refs were to them all year. It's crap. Brett Yormark is smart. Brett Yormark knows that one of them in Arlington's actually kind of good for business. It's actually kind of good for numbers. We're talking about future viability. Mike Gundy just made a statement. A statement that he doesn't get to make very often. Mike Gundy has done something that I've never seen. And that is lose a locker room and then win it over again. And then to win this game, again, this is the full encirclement moment. And again, guys, if you go look in the last six, seven Mike Gundy interviews, he's been very candid and very open about some of the, the, the things that he needed to adjust and how the first four games that got too cute and he's having to work more than ever and da-da-da-da-da. You get it. So it was 100% real, just like this full circle moment is also 100% real. The players, they know this is a completely different Gundy. The ex-players, they also know this is kind of a new Gundy too. So OU fans just cannot wrap their head around the fact that Mike Gundy was able to uh, allow the regalvanization of the locker room and then it organically seep over into the coaching and then we get this this result so now again we get to have the conversation because of the conversation that that chad wadberg had with with my gundy in ames iowa that now we get to complete the full turnaround and that would be playing for a big 12 title in arlington and as i said uh, before this bedlam game i'm almost to the point that if we make it to Arlington, after this incredible, crazy, never-before-seen turnaround, I think most of us are pretty happy. Obviously, you, you want to win it to get over the mountaintop, but we've we've done, Mike Gundy has done more than enough to not have a bunch of crazy roster turnover and the stuff that we fear. He has. The players know this. They see this. They feel this this time. And it's, uh, yeah, it's reverberating all around the country right now. So maybe Chad Weiberg doesn't have to make any new hires. But if you need to make a new hire, yeah, go get LinkedIn Talent Solutions squared away. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the right people for your team faster. And everybody's favorite, foe free. If you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best and most qualified candidates, 
You got to get LinkedIn going. All you got to do is create a job post, right? And then go to your job and make the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They've got simple tools, screening questions, and things that make it super easy for you to focus on the right candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize your next interview. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the most qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. Go to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Again, that is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free today. Again, that is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions do apply. So now we, we, we get to wave the farewell flag. And after all this whining and crying and this is unfair and the Big 12 doesn't like us, bull honky, I think we're all kind of happy to see you go. Because even Utah, who is the most pretentious group out there about where we're too good for the Big 12, we don't want to be in the Big 12. They don't even bump their gums as ridiculously stupid as you're hearing from the OU crowd. And again, it's more than laughable that they purposely painted this narrative that the refs were going to screw them inevitably. But you weren't hearing anything about the refs when they were both undefeated. But, you know, that's neither here nor there, is it? You weren't hearing a lot about the refs after Red River. Were you? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, kind of weird, right? SC, see you later. Ain't nobody going to miss you. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. We've already had the conversation about future games. And I'm sure that if OU wants to foot the bill to buy out the next eight years worth of non-conference schedules, <laughs> We could probably squeeze them in, but they ain't going to do that. They don't want that, even though you, you think that they probably should, given the, the historical record, right? Plain Oklahoma State, it's like a guaranteed W for them. Or it's not. So, OU fans can posture all they want, and they, they can pretend that Mike Gundy has a hand in the next eight to ten years of, of conference scheduling or non-conference scheduling all they want. Just like they can pretend they're going to go to the SEC and dominate. OU is good. OU's offense is very talented. But Oklahoma State is clearly, right now, better. So you can have all your recruiting stars. You can have your whatever. I mean, I would actually be curious to know what the loudest decibel reading at Owen Field would be. But if Oklahoma State's Boone Picking Stadium is louder than the big house in Michigan and it's been recorded louder than the swamp in Florida, I don't know where OU stacks up there. But since OU fans do a whole lot of bumping their gums and running their mouths, you'd imagine their decibel meter would naturally be pretty high. So I, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see where that's at because I don't think it's as loud as Boone Pickens Stadium, and I don't think that OU fans are prepared for 
what this Big 12 title scenario looks like. At this point in time, selfishly, of course, I would like a all-Big 12, Big 12 title. So whether that be O-State, K-State, KU, Iowa State, Iowa State, K-State. It's great. But if you're an O-State fan and you see where we're sitting, don't you kind of want Texas? Don't you kind of want Texas in Arlington? I know I do. So, let me know down in the comments section what you thought about the Bedlam and, of course, the OU excuse machine that they've pre-prepared for months. And if you're at the stadium, feel free to, to fire down in the comments about your experience because that was wild. That, that That's up there. It might be, It's probably number one, to be honest with you. Uh, the 97 Mizzou game, that's 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 always going to be up there for me. 2011 Bedlam was pretty wild. 2021 Bedlam was obviously pretty wild. But this, this is even more of a wild ride because of what Mike Gundy had to do and what Chad Weiberg had to do and how the Cowboys in the locker room decided that they were going to make some stuff happen regardless. This is a very, very rare feat. So let's soak it all in. All right, y'all. So we're going to have for this one right here. Stay tuned. We got a lot coming this week. All right, y'all. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. All right, y'all. Later, Satas.